0: and welcome everybody back for our third episode of that other toku podcast we are your host, proto sonic and with us as well is crown hello everybody how are you and we do have a lot of stuff to talk about today in regards to just a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, we have some, we, it's mostly Power Ranger stuff, but, and this is the RJ episode. So we have a lot of RJ stuff to talk about because we finally got him in battle for the grid and he is very interesting for what I can see. I didn't buy him yet because I just need this pay and bills first. And, you know, we want to make sure first and foremost, you know, hopefully everybody's out here. You know, you're safe. We know there's a virus going around and everything. Please make sure you're wearing a mask. Wash your hands. Use hand sanitizer. And wherever you're at, if it's super hot outside, stay hydrated. Drink some water. Put some ice in it so that you can stay hydrated. Check on your elderly people with a phone call. And make sure your pets have water, too. Like, my cat is just staring at me. He just wanted to be under a fan. So that's totally fine by me. So if you hear the cackling of ice, it's because, well, that's water and some ice. Um, <laughs> the, and I'll definitely say this um, before we introduce our guests, because since this is the this is the RJ episode. We are. One, we just want to remind everybody that we are on Anchor and we're using Anchor to distribute our podcast. And it's a nice and easy way for people to get, you know, get their starting up on podcasting because it'll distribute distribute your work, whether your recordings, whether you do it on their site, your OBS, on Skype, however you do it, you can record it, you can distribute that recording as a podcast to other podcasting services like Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, wherever you can get your local podcast from or not local, but wherever you can get your podcast stuff from. Um, I can currently say we just got added to Google Podcasts, which is awesome. And I did leave a link on my Twitter, and it only works right now for Android users. So if you are an iPhone person or if you're on your desktop, it might not work just yet. So just give it some time. Hopefully that, that little snippet of my little message is Outdated within the next few weeks. But if you like what you're seeing here, gladly hit the follow button on the Twitch so you can be live, so you can catch us live, or you can follow us on our anchor, and you can follow us on your Spotify wherever you get your podcast and stuff from. You can find us there, and we'll have these updated every Monday or Tuesday just to make it a little easy. So as I said before. We got this is the RJ special because we have RJ in battle for the grid, and with that, we have a bunch of RJ players with us
1: today on the podcast. And so, we have Glitchy Cobra, what's good? We have Lap Pillow, hello, and Dostro, how's it going?
0: And, well, we're all doing good. Thank you for asking. And <laughs> we do have some stuff we're going to go over beforehand with it. And I just like how Laps' photo is of RJ. And I think you guys call yourself, like, the RJ hive, hive mind. Yes, me and Dostra, the RJ hive mind. <laughs> and, that, look, that's, a, that's great because I know everybody was super excited when we saw the trailer. If I remember correctly, we got that trailer about in May or June. I can't remember when, but when we got that trailer, we saw that trailer, not like the first one, we're saying like season three is happening, and we saw RJ, everybody went nuts, and I know on the Battle for the Grid server, I think a lot of of us were calling him the Sagat Ranger, because it's like, oh, he's Muay Thai, I love that, (laughs) that was awesome, and now that he's out, we do have a lot of stuff to talk about, especially with this patch, and we also did get a new Megazord for it as well, and we'll go into that in a little a little later. So let's get some of the small stuff out the way first, because we do have some Power Ranger news and one thing from Ultraman, and I'll or and and Kamen Rider as well. So I found this out last week. If you are a fan of Ultraman, you can now pre-order. The Ultraman RB Blu-ray, which comes out only with the TV show, but also with the movie. It's 50 bucks in the States. I know I'm going to pre-order it, because it comes out October 13th. I've After watching just a couple episodes of Ultraman um, Z- Zeto. I'm like, I want to now wanna watch the other ones. Um, what else? You have and, to watch the other ones, man. You have to. Yeah, it's no, that's really cool plan. to watch. I mean I found out there are some on Crunchyroll. So I'm gonna see once I once I do that, like I'm basically playing a game of bouncing between shows because I still gotta finish watching Demon Slayer. I wanna watch the um what is that called? I think it's called The God of High School or something like that. Like that anime on Crunchyroll. Still gotta finish Gridman. I have a lot of stuff to finish. <laughs> um and in common writer news, um, they are going to release the CD soon for Zero One, and with that in mind, they are releasing the like a wireless head like a wireless headphone that resembles the Huma Gear. And now, I want that. I really want it. Well, you showed me that, and I'm like, "Well, shut up and take my money." You just trying to find a way <laughs> to make me go broke. <laughs>
1: So that's like that's some of the stuff when it comes down to merch. And
0: so I definitely think this is a very interesting time to get into Toku, especially if you want to get merchandise. And they did release one more design for the um, Kamen Rider 20th um, shirts. I don't remember what it looks like, but I will I might have to find it again and tweet it. We'll go from there. So, that's some of the smaller news when it comes down to merchandise and everything and what we want to buy and what we probably shouldn't buy. And Crown, you like remember last week when we talked about the helmets and everything? Yeah. So, oh,
2: I remember that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, one, the Mighty Morphin Red Ranger helmet came out, or I think is up for pre-order now.
2: It's available to pre-order.
0: Yeah. Two... The um the day after we finished that on like after we did our live um showing of the podcast, the day after the White Ranger helmet went on sale at GameStop. Like it was like dirt cheap. And I didn't find out until it was too late. So I'm like, Well, I'm out of luck for that one. And then
2: also I'll you so I showed you a uh... A short clip in the news here in Mexico. Uh, there was a doctor using the white uh, white ranger helmet with her patient.
1: Hey, you do what you gotta do. I mean, that's actually
0: really smart. And we talked, ironically, we talked about that too.
2: Yeah. And, and I definitely, I want, I want to do that.
1: To be honest. <laughs>
2: i mean, I mean I would, he can do it yeah. why not exactly
1: and as i saw
0: this like this funny meme on facebook today and it basically like i love how they said it and i told and i said and I, when i shared it i'm like as a power ranger fan this is funny but in all seriousness people put on the damn mask so it was like if the if the green ranger can play a flute a dragon's earth flute through his mask which is basically a helmet. You can wear a mask, like you can breathe through yours. And I'm like, that's a
1: very <laughs> valid point, and it can totally work. <laughs> yeah. So this now goes into and speaking of the Green Ranger, this now goes
0: into one of the news um, articles that I've been sharing with people in the um, chat, like in our group with like guys with us today about the new Power Ranger comic in the sense of like, they're kind of like resetting and rebooting it a little bit. And because I I still have to catch up on reading it, but I know that Draken came back. Spoiler alert. But (laughs) in this cover, and this is where I'm going to hear everybody's opinion on it when it comes down to it. We got this new cover for the Power Ranger comic. I think this is coming out in late fall. And they show on there, of course you have like your, like the White Ranger, red like the the Rangers from this current part of the comic. So with Tommy, Rocky, Billy, Zach, um, Aisha, and Kimberly. But on there is another Green Ranger. Which was in my opinion, very interesting to see to say the least. Because it kind of leads to multiple questions with who is this Green Ranger and about the design when it like it kinda of, for me it sticks out like a sore thumb compared to the other one. But I want to hear what everybody else has to say. So let's start with Crown first. How did you feel about the, the that um, cover for the comic? Like that's not out yet.
2: Then, to be honest, for me, it was really weird because I was like, why we have a green and white? I mean, if you watch the TV shows, also if you play the game, you can see both characters are the same guy, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, it, it's really, it's really weird for me. It's really weird. I want to know what happened, so I have to buy it. <laughs> hmm.
0: Exactly. That's I I'm, I'm seeing that a little bit too. And I don't for me, I don't really like the costume design. Like I get it is like a second variation of it like you could think of like the V2 suit and some people were on Twitter comparing it to the Bat mm-hmm. in the Sun um V2 um Green Ranger
2: costume. And well, so technically that's the official one.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean,
2: is the new one is like if you watch again right now, the Green Rangers suit—you can see that design. It's more like they want to—they want to make you forget the original one.
0: Yeah, I can kind of see that a little bit. Um, Glitchy, how did you feel about it if you
3: had a chance to look at it? Uh, so I'll go ahead and preface that I have. Very little knowledge of the comics themselves. Like I, I know the overarching story and such, but I have not read them myself as much as I do want to um, read them. But I am quite far behind. But I do like the the sort of thing they're going with with uh, having two different, um, I guess, six rangers so to speak. Having Tommy, uh, and, or a white and a green, both who were played by Tommy initially, and I sort of like the art direction with um the suit redesign of the the green ranger b2 so it'll be interesting to see what we're actually looking at um with two different six rangers okay i like that thinking on that i mean
0: once again and the big thing is that we don't know who this who this new green ranger is it could be draken it could be somebody totally different we don't know it would just it's going to be a very interesting thing to see how this works out in the long run. Um, Lap, Dastro, what do you guys think about it?
4: So one thing about the cover
0: that like catches me instantly.
4: So unless I'm saying this wrong, Kimberly's front of her mask is different in the reflection of the Green Ranger visor than what it is when she's paired up with the other Rangers.
0: That's not in reflection. Hmm. I didn't even notice that. I might, I might have to take a look at that again and... Yeah, I'm going to take a look at it again. Because
4: the,
2: the. That's a good point.
4: The Pink Ranger outfit that's not reflected in the visor is like Kimberly's outfit. But the thing that we see in the Green Ranger's visor is more like Ranger Slayer esque. Instead Ooh. of Kimberly's original, like, Mighty Morphin outfit, like the one that we associate her as, like, the hero with. So that's okay. there. And it's kind of weird. Like, just, just to, like, to spot off that there's, like, a subtle difference between the reflection versus, like, the actual
1: uh, model. Okay. So yeah. that, that little type of subtle stuff always excites me with things. Nice. Dostrom? Um, well, I I, I want to preface all of this with, uh, I'm not really a, a Power
5: Rangers. I don't know so much about Power Rangers uh, as a. IP, I'm, I play Battle for the Grid and I really like the game, but looking at the images that you linked to us, especially the one, uh, the, the very top, at the very top with the green ranger and all the rangers in his hands, I was really confused when I first saw it because I understand that Tommy is both the green ranger and the white ranger. So I was very confused as to why there's two of them on there. And then uh, you briefly started talking about Draken, and I think to myself that uh, in the Green Ranger costume, he has that little emblem, sort of crowned thing on his head that Lord Draken has on his helmet. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe there's some interesting back and forth with that. Maybe Draken is becoming a part of the Rangers or something. Just just a thought.
0: Okay, well, that's something didn't think that. Once again, that could be a possibility. And, I mean, we won't really know until that comic does come out. And because, like, when it comes down to it, I think they're going to reveal some more later on, especially with Comic-Con week coming up. I mean, let me rephrase it. Virtual Comic-Con week coming up this week in regards to that. So I would definitely love to see how this plays out. and. It just definitely gives me more motivation to just finish, like catch up with the comic, finish Necessary Evil. My cat just sneezed, so tight, my lovely cat. Um, and also, like I think if I remember correctly, reading that, I think now they're going towards having like two separate teams now. So the Omega Rangers, I think they're going to be having their own separate storyline at something like throughout this, while the Rangers are having their while the Rangers we know are having, and the Green Ranger with them, too, is going to have their own story as well, going like, going along, like, like somewhat coincide, but, like, their own separate adventure. And I think this is going to be really... I, I do love this idea when it comes down to it. Then, of course, there's some very variation of the art, like, art cover variations. That's what I'm trying to say. variants of the covers. And... I definitely, one of them I loved a lot was you see like some of the Omega Rangers in the front, and then you see all these other Rangers that you're like, wait a minute. Some of them were either bad, goofy looking, or just exist like in some other iteration, like in a dream, or in the case like the Bulk and Skull Rangers, like, yeah, they brought that up in the show. But I know they're also in that tabletop game, um, Heroes of the Grid. And it was, it was kind of funny because you see them and of course you have some other Rangers mixed in. But then you see like the Turbo in the like the Power Rangers Turbo when he had like that evil set of, you know, I'm not going to say Rangers. But like the bad guys that were acting like a team and were trying to like basically mm-hmm. be the equivalent of those of the Turbo Rangers. And you they had can't the,
2: even see the Dark Rangers from the TV series. Oh yeah, now I got. I have to relook
0: because my brain kind of skipped over them, and it's kind of <laughs> funny. I, I honestly, I'll say this: the Dark Rangers from the TV series. That's how you know the budget kind of went downhill really fast because it's like suits weren't that good. You guys like had spandex all over their faces, cut holes out of them, and somebody should have probably told some of the male um, actors in those spandex suits to wear cups because you can kind of see some stuff and that was, I think that was also the episode Laura Z's, um z staff has some duct tape on it and you no. also and you also see the um if i if i remember correctly you see the lightspeed rescue robot rangers which was kind of funny cuz they have their little antennas popping out their helmets it was
1: kind of funny
2: oh that for waiter come
1: yeah So, and I also realized as
0: well, like, I think they're doing free comic book day, like, throughout the entire summer. So you can pick up from your local comic book store. I don't know if it's on the um, Comicsology app, which I'm going to take a look right now. Um, I don't know if the, whatchamacallit, if the Ranger Slayer comic is out yet on Comicsology. Because that actually is a prequel, or just to get you prepared for the three mini-issue series on Draken which I think is coming out in either August or September. So we got to be ready for that because I think that I'm definitely interested in learning a little bit more about Drakken and, you know, why he became who he did, like why he became who he was or possibly what he was doing while in the morphing. So that kind of leaves us right there for that first part of the... Like, the little first part of this. And now we got some more Power Ranger news in the sense of the Legacy, the Lightning Collection, Dino Thunder, White Ranger oh, Toy. God. I think it came out in Malaysia early. It's not, it's not here in the States just yet, I believe. Or it probably just came out. But they made a they made a boo-boo that has pissed <laughs> off a lot of people within the Power Ranger. And I'll let you take that one crown as I search for that comic real quick. Uh,
2: when they released the the toys for the next batch of the Lightning Collection, they showed with some really cool toys like the Megazord of the what? Wait, what was that? Uh, Thunder the Nijon, Megazord. Uh, Thunder Megazord. Thank you, thank you. Thunder Megazord, and that includes the the big staff of the Sentai series. We didn't have the chance to watch that here in the TV for the American and Mexican version. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then also, they also show the, how the white Dino Thunder look. If, if you watch it for, from well, who could say it is? If you watch it really far, you could say, hey, that looks badass. But if you watch it closely, you will say, what the... F is that. Mm-hmm. Because you can see they they missed it. some details. The head of the, you know, trend looks, you know, okay. It's not bad. But if you watch how the the helmet is, you know, and they didn't do a really good job in there.
0: Yes, and that is very, very, very true they and i can tell you right now it's not on comiXology just yet so we gotta wait patiently or just go to your local comic book store and just try to find it but that is true they messed up on the helmet and if you if you picture it with dino thunder you have you know the white dino thunder ranger it has his red got the black with the shield and everything but on the helmet it has the black outline going around the visor and a little bit down. They forgot to put that on there. So, that looks kind of goofy in the long run.
2: To be honest, I want to believe they missed, they missed that because they have to do it fast. Yeah, that they is They wanted true. to show it for the event. Because, I don't know, if you showed this for the hardcore fans... They will say this is not right, or they will throw their, you know, their shit.
6: mm mm-hmm.
2: Because if you show this to somebody who isn't familiar with the show, they will they will notice that too.
1: Exactly, and so just seeing it, I can t-
0: like you can tell some people are so upset that some of them, if they like one person I saw, they had a Gundam. Marker, like for like, when you construct the Gundams and everything, somebody actually, you know, fixed it themselves to put the black, the black outline on the visor and
1: everything. So that was, that was interesting, interesting to say the least. Like,
0: but I can definitely tell that some people were relatively annoyed with, it. and so you know if they don't if they were to just have it out just like that but which hopefully they do fix it but which I don't think they, pro- they probably will but to anybody that's in like to everybody that, to our to our you know guest as well as my fellow host would you buy it if it was still if it still had that big of an error on it
3: i i would not i think it it looks like i think it, without that head it looks good like all of the lightning figure like collections look really good um like as far as like fairly cheap for for figures goes i think they all look really good but like that head is just it's awful and it's so so much more noticeable than you would think hearing about it but mm-hmm. like actually looking at it, it, it's really bad. I mean, yeah. you
2: can you can forget you can forget some details, like okay, yeah. I will pass this detail. But watching the helmet, you know, it's like, come on.
3: Yeah, it's like if you you're missing like a specific stripe somewhere on the suit, you would forget about it. But to mess up the visor on the helmet is like the worst thing you could do to a Power Rangers toy.
2: Or you want to do it like the other stuff? Like, for example, when you miss the headbandana of Ryu head? Yeah. yeah.
3: It, it would be like missing like a scar over a character's eye that's like known for having their scar. Or missing, like you said, Ryu's headband. If Mega Man all of a sudden didn't have a blaster arm, like, <laughs> it's missing yeah. a, a huge, important-looking detail on a character that just makes them look off. Yeah. And so...
2: What do you think, Dostro?
1: Well, to me,
5: like, a very important part as someone who's outside of the Power Rangers general community, just looking in, like, the visors, the helmets are probably some of the most identifying factors of the Rangers. So missing messing up something as big as that is just so weird and so strange and would totally like detract me from even touching these products (laughs) lap
4: i just think it's funny how you could mess up such a really like important detail especially since for trent's helmet the markings stop him from looking like a white blob because his entire helmet is all white except for the like the mohawk and his visor so it's just a blank face and there's like no expression or nothing especially since it's a helmet
1: and it looks so silly it looks so out of place. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. understand yeah so
0: Hopefully, you know, the people that have made this, I, it's definitely, I definitely think this is Hasbro's issue. Hasbro, please fix that. Like, find a way to, you know, stop, like, just take those ones back, fix them. And if you can't, like, I'd have to say this, if they fix it and you get one of those that has the error on there, it might be worth some money later on because they're probably going to be few and far in between to
2: get those. So... Well, also, that made me think one thing. You remember when they uh, in, when they sell the Power Ranger with the he, with the head with the head, then they have the twisted one who, who you say the one who change the head
0: um I'm trying to remember i think so I think I remember that one yeah
2: well, if you pay attention the female body it has the same body as the male one.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I know when, like, when they when they flip and everything, when the heads flip yeah. and you get the helmet and everything. Yeah.
2: That thing. For God's sake.
0: Yeah. I mean those are definitely like once again, there's a lot of merchandise out there for Power Rangers right now. Like like I like once again, we got like legacy like weapons and stuff like that. And it's got the you know, legacy the lightning collection figures and the megazores and stuff like that. And even, like, if you were to go to Power Morphicon, which isn't happening um, because of this virus, you know, I think this year they was giving out a Draken figurine or it was something... I don't know if it was a Draken figurine or something totally different. But that can lead to multiple problems. Like, you know, you get those. And like my big thing is that, like, if you're a collector, you're not going to open it and... You're going to maybe one day you'll sell it off, you might get some good money on it. And I was love how my cat now is just trying to figure out how do I get out of this room? And <laughs> I, I gave him enough that's my, oh, that's my issue with him sometimes. He's a smart cat, but he does some really stupid stuff. So:
2: You can take that well, I have, well, I have some questions for our guest. Sure, I'm gonna let the cat out first, so <laughs> uh, first. Uh, I have a few questions, and uh, they're related for BFTG. What got your you rotation at FTG when it was announced? Uh, so
3: for, for me, um, I actually had no idea this game existed when it was announced. Um, and I have always been a really big Power Rangers fan. And I did not know it existed for at least six months. And I actually first saw the game... When Maximilian played it and posted it on his channel for the first time, I, I know uh, and so I, I was really intrigued by it, just the fact that it was a Power Rangers fighting game, but just watching the combo system, I think, is what we what got me most interested. like I saw stuff like I think one of the first combos I saw that I was like, "Wow, that looked pretty cool was uh, Jason's blaster loops. So I was like, "Damn, that juggle looks really cool. I bet it gets cooler than that." um and so I got I got really interested. Um, this was towards the beginning of Season 2, I want to say. So I think Anubis had just come out when I got into the game. And just feeling it for the first time myself, and I was like, wow, not only does this look very Power Rangers, it just feels really cool to play. And so that was sort of my start with the game.
1: Cool. Dostral? So as I said, I'm not a big Power Rangers head, but what I am
5: a big fan of, I've uh, since I started like actively playing and trying to improve and get better at fighting games, I've always played versus games. Like My first game that I uh, started to really just stay in training mode for hours and hours and go online was Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Oh, and yeah. ever since ever since then, just like every sort of uh versus fighter a game where you can play as more than one character has been like really caught my eye so i played marvel 3 dragon ball fighters marvel infinite blaze blue cross tag battle all these games and then uh as glitchy said glitchy cobra she said uh maximilian posted a video on his youtube channel of uh watching some of the developers play As well as, uh, I think it was Yipes, Shady K, and Justin Wong were just all playing games together. And one thing that really caught my eye that made me really interested in the game was uh, the tag mechanics. Uh, I I thought it was really cool how you could call your assist and then let the assist do something and then tag afterwards. Or like call the assist, do something with your point character. While your point character is covering your assist, you tag in. And I thought it was very fluid, freeform, very intuitive. And it felt like just really good to improvise in. And that's really what drew my attention. Just the way you can control the screen, control your characters in such a freeform way. I thought that was really, really cool.
2: Nice. Lap?
4: I had a friend show me Grid, actually. Uh a friend that I would always play, like, random games that we can find and just have fun. And me and him both play fighting games a lot. So he got Grid. It was like, check out this new fighting game. It's fun. And I saw it, and I fell in love with it because I was like, there's a Power Rangers fighting game? And we were playing it, and I'm picking every character at the time, and I'm just like, this game isn't, like, troll, or it's not... Like, there, there's a lot of depth to this game. Like, I, it's just something I felt when I was playing it. So I was like, I need, I need to play this game. Like, I need to get it. I need to play it. And so the more I started playing it, when I got it on my own, and, you know, I'm, like, spending actual time figuring out the game, the game just got so in-depth, and there was so much stuff in the game. And I kind of just fell in love with all of it, like, regardless, like, the game is just really fast. You have, like, a lot of movement options, and there's, there's just so much that you can do with your characters, and there's so much that the characters can do, and they're, like, really unique. And that helps for me since the cast is small, but since every character is unique, it kind of fills the void that I felt with, like, other games. You have a lot of characters that all kind of fill the same role, but some are just designed to be better than others. So th- this game just stood out for me, and it was like, I, I'm, I'm going to play this game all the time.
2: And it's just kind of been that way since. Nice. Well, I said this before. Uh, I knew about this game when it was this. They only showed the Mystic Force. I think it was the, the first. No, the first two stations was Mystic Force and the Super Mega Force one. I can't remember right now the name. But they showed how Jason. Tommy and Gia work, and I was like, oh, this looks nice. This looks like Marvel Capcom. And when I see Hoti tag in tag out, I was like, oh, this looks nice. This, re- this really looks awesome. We only need, and then you can see a big-ass foot of the Megazone. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I lost my shit with that. I even cried, and I watched that teaser in my work, and my coworker war- was like, why are you crying? <laughs> it's, it's
4: so cool the first time you see them. It's just so crazy. It
0: yeah. was
2: really crazy for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, just thinking about it, like, I remember, like, when they first announced the game, like, I saw the trailer... And they show, like, some of the different stuff. And, you know, this is, like, version, like, 0.1 or version 1 of it. Where it's, like, yeah, there's no voice voice acting. And it's, like, I remember playing that one going back to the very beginning. And
6: I was, like, oh, yeah,
0: I got to buy this game, like, day one. And I was, like, and I was so happy to be a part of it day one. Because, like, yeah, there was no way to, at that point, there was no online especially for swish there was no online for it just yet and it was just like okay i'm just practicing playing with jason like i had like jason gia and Draken on my team and i'm like oh i love it like i was like for a long time it said my top my top favorite player was gia and i'm like i can like i kind of see that but i was like i kind of went away from her now so and then with all the updates that have been happening like it's Been improving so much. Like, we got more megazores for the Ultras and now counters. Um, more characters, especially when at and I could definitely say at one point I thought the game was dead because it's like, yo, when are we getting more characters? Like, yeah, we got the free, the three free characters of like Cinezel with Blue, Udana, and Dragon Armor Trini. But I was like, okay, where are the other characters? Like, what's taking so long? And you know, that was me being impatient, but now it's like we've got characters that are unique in their own ways, and like any team that you make, they all have their strengths and their synergy is really good. Because I can definitely say, like, once Cenozoic Blue came out, I'm like, forget Gia. Let's go to Cenozoic Blue. Once Trey came out, I'm like, okay, I'm going a- Get rid of I might get rid of Jason for a moment. I'm gonna get rid of Jason for a moment. Let's use Trey. Then when some of those patches made Cenozoic Blue less viable, I'm like, I had to let the boy go. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's start mix mixing and matching and everything. And so I I really didn't play anybody from I like I have season two, but I never really played anybody that much from season two. And we all know the la- before this patch, we had the issue of the infamous back throw, like quantum back throw from anywhere, which that was a interesting piece of work, to say the least. <laughs> and we can definitely say, thank God that's been patched out.
4: That, that glitch plagued the game for a little bit.
0: Yeah. Even I know at some point, like I know some tournaments, like when I was watching them, they were just saying like straight up like, they didn't ban the character, but it's like, yeah, you can't do that back throw no matter what. If you do that, it's like, okay, you're gonna lose your you're gonna lose that round or something like that. Like, yeah, the it's like that or automatic disqualification. Nobody straight up banned the character. And that's what I've noticed like with our tournament with the tournaments that, that are there. When a character when a character just comes out, everybody's like, Yeah, let this character be in there. And let's see what people can do with them. Is and it's different from like other Fighting game communities, where it's like, oh yeah, this new character has come out. You gotta wait like a week to a month until like, like, so that everybody can get used to the character. We're just like, nah, just throw him, throw the character into into it, throw into the wolves (pun intended), and let's see what we get. And this leads us into the RJ Hive Mind, where we're gonna talk some tech. We're gonna talk about how we feel about RJ, and also about the new Megazord, the Samurai Megazord, which people knew that was gonna happen anyway. People, I think people knew about that for months. So I would say let's let's get a, let's, let's get let's RJ all the way first,
2: <laughs> uh, let's go for the second question: What do players think of the RJ, Lichy? God damn, he's fun. <laughs> that that that's
3: that's my that's my very like first and most important impression is he is so much fun. He's he's incredibly unique when you look at the rest of the cast. Like he's one of the first characters who has single button multi hit normals, um, and he he breaks the game in certain ways. Like the first hit of his five L and five M ignoring juggle limit, which allows for some really unique combo pads. But I think just visually, he's really cool. And he's just so much fun to play. And, which is the biggest thing I was looking for in any new character from Season 3. Which was just going to be, who is fun? And RJ is ridiculously fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's true. RJ, I think, is
5: such just a really really good character like i i one of my jokes with the the whole reason that i'm calling us the the rj hive mind is that we like we've had this character for less than a week now and we have some really already like near optimal roots we have a, a combo that can kill every character in the game from just about any start anywhere on the screen. His his buttons, I think, are really good. His assist is amazing. He has two assists, and yeah. <laughs> they're both they're both really good. And he's such a fluid character. His mechanics are super interesting, and it's just fun to move around with him, especially his uh blink backdash just looks super silly. I just think that's hilarious. He just a little just does a little hop backwards a few times. I just uh, saw so
2: that right now.
5: <laughs> he's such such a cool character. I love him to bits.
2: Yeah, lap. He is.
1: He is everything I wanted and more of his release. He is just so cool. So RJ is my favorite Power Ranger. Period. And. I'm so happy he's finally in the game. I'm more
4: happy that I like him as a character because him being in the game and me not liking like the way he functions as a character would break my heart. Mm-hmm. The fact that I love him as a character, everything about him, the fact that we have people like Dashko, Glitchy, SDK, Gadget, and we're breaking him down and we're finding out so much stuff so fast and Suko too, and we're just all... Finding different things, and we're putting it together, and it like we're filling up pieces to a puzzle, and it's so much fun figuring out this character that we've only had for like three days now. It's it's inc- it's incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. I love I love the way you said it. It's like once again you're putting the pieces of a puzzle together, and it's a team effort right now with all of you guys just like figuring out the optimal roots combo strings, and good bread and butter moves that you can just do with that. As well as like incorporating the um Zors into it as well.
2: That made me think one thing also. Yeah. This was the fastest one where where when you try to look for his touch. You
6: mm-hmm. guys
2: did an amazing job. Yeah. I was like, let's see, this this is this, this is this, oh wait a minute. How you do that? Okay. That's rude, that's look awesome, oh my God, what is that? How'd you do that? I was like that for all this moment when he was released in the few in the first two hours there was there was one guy who already who already did the 1k damage.
0: yeah, um, I saw that
2: I, I was thinking, damn, you're fast.
0: And th- and that's the thing, like I've noticed with, especially with RJ, you can get those from what you guys are saying. Like it's it's a little bit more easier now, especially with RJ, you can get those one k, you know, damage off of them. Especially since most of the characters, I think they're only their their health only ranges from like one thousand fifty to like twelve hundred now. So uh,
3: Eric is nine fifty, and then average is between a 1000 and 1050, and then I think there's five characters with uh eleven hundred. Yeah, so, eleven yeah, hundred. So
0: basically, yeah. you don't want to be Eric in this situation because you're not making it out of this alive, <laughs> 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 or really any other character. But Eric <laughs> is now in the center of a blue area where his damn like his health was kind of low. And now they kind of bumped him up. So, wow. How the, how the ties have turned. And I know at one point everybody was like on, like, was going crazy for Eric at one point. And now it's like everybody's going on to RJ, which is perfect because once again, I've never seen so many people play this game at once. What, like, and it's not like we've had some tournaments already happen during this initial week of RJ being out. But even with just people playing it for fun or going in the lobbies or just going in the rink,
1: a lot of people are going, like, 100% and more with RJ. And, yeah. and when it comes down to it, what do you like to,
0: like, I haven't bought the character yet. I'm going to wait until next payday and be like, I'm going to shell us some money for season three. Because I do want that Daishi, you know, Phantom Beast um, skin, which looks nice. I mean, I don't really play Daishi. I, I've only played him maybe two or three times. But he's also interesting cookie, to say the least. But when it comes down to RJ, and this is for anybody to answer, what do you think his most viable moves are in regards to, like, starting a combo? Or, like, just really like, starting a combo. Let's start with that. Like, what do you think his most viable options are for starting a combo are? So
6: whole his whole kit head is head just
0: head really head. good. Yeah. <laughs> we have just about a kill with
5: every starter possible, except for throw, I think, right now. Uh, so, we we have throw, too. We, we, we got 1,100 from zero bars on a throw? shit, yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. You can start just about anywhere on screen, anywhere, any button, you can kill with him. This, yeah. this character is nuts. Uh,
4: his, yeah. his most
1: viable normals though,
5: are
4: probably his crouching medium, because it's a slide. It goes pretty yeah. far, it knocks under projectiles, it low profiles.
5: It low profiles even Eric's charged gun, which is ridiculous. Yeah, no character can. can do that.
4: He can oh. crouch. So when Eric shoots the pellets, he can crouch under it to avoid. And then when Eric starts charging, you can just dash up to M. And Eric is forced to do his leap, or else he gets hit there. Like it's insane how like how RJ counterplays him, and Eric is like one of the more annoying characters to play against.
0: Oh wow! So yeah, like
4: his, his slide is really good. His standing heavy is really good, and the fact that the extension can happen on whiff. So RJ's. Really cool, because a lot of his buttons can happen on whiff, and all of his moves move him forward. He's the only character that does that, except for Trini. But Trini can't continue her moves on whiff, whereas RJ yeah. can't. All so of can RJ's
3: start- strings can, can be whiffed, and two of them lead to an overhead. Both pretty quick overheads, and then his 5H uh, follow-up in, and the 5H are projectile invulnerable and has armor on it. So he's got some pretty brolic normals. And you can't
5: stay so so far away from him either because he's just going to charge up his back special.
1: Oh, the ignition. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: I even like how he super works too because if you do it closely, you can get that, that animation with the moon and stuff like that. But if you do it like a little bit farther, I think, and you can see how how he can do a tornado and also attracts the opponent.
1: Yeah, that's what... what... No, you go first. Okay, that function is really cool. There's so many times where I'll play games
4: and I'll have Meteor as RJ and someone is trying to set up pressure or they'll call an assist. So, like, for an example, let's say, like, Cenezoic Blue, he comes out, he throws Fireball. So it's like okay, my game plan is fireball and run behind the fireball. As RJ, I can see that and just super with an assist behind me on reaction. And I'll just suck in and kill the assist character now. And because I can call an assist with my super, I'm covering myself. And that's unique to him. Like, that's, that's insane that he has that. That's so, like, that's so new and it's cool and it's, it's, it's insane.
0: Like, that's, this is crazy. Wow. I love okay, I learned something new with that. And I mean, I was gonna be like, "Oh yeah, it looks like a shin." Sure, you can from Street Fighter, but <laughs> I mean, you guys went in depth with that one. So that, like, that's cool to say the least. Like, knowing now, like, okay, if you go up close, like, into somebody's face, you're gonna get some good meaty damage. And even if you do it from a distance, you can pull them in. <laughs> so really, nobody's safe against that super. <laughs>
2: Nobody save.
0: It's really good.
2: RJ is just an incredibly
5: versatile character. It's honestly super scary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm trying to think. Like, I do I do like some of his other moves like the Alpha Ring, like the Wolf Ring or the Lunar Ring, whatever you want to call it. I don't know the official name of it, but I love it because it just made me think of Doctor Strange for a second, but I love it because it's like you can either, like, you can leave it there, you can throw it, you can push it forward, or you can throw it and let it bounce off the ground, which that's just ridiculous from what I saw of it. Because once again, it just shows, like, you really aren't safe. If you're not safe in the air, you're not safe trying to get close, you're not safe move, trying to move away from it. Yeah, the hey. neutral special, the wolf wheel's
5: su- super good, just... Even in neutral, because you can be full screen, you hit them with the where he throws it across the screen, and you can just dash up and confirm off of that for a kill
1: combo. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, Another thing use... is, in
3: combos, you can utilize it in such a way that it doesn't use up its property. Uh, Lap was the one who had pointed it out to me that um, normally. If you throw out Wolf Wheel and then spike it, uh, it would cause a ground bounce if it hits the opponent. But there's actually a way to make it work in combos that it won't ground bounce the opponent, but you still get a follow-up. So he just oh. has a lot of really weird things he can do that others wouldn't normally be capable of.
2: Okay. we only like, five days ago.
3: <laughs> yeah. Five days
2: Or
0: four, I think? Yeah, day four going on day five yeah. and there's already so much that people that everybody has learned so far and now i'm gonna i'm thinking let's talk about the Megazor, like the new megazord mechanic and then samurai megazord we can go, ahead, go back to rj oh man but let's talk about that new megazord mechanic where the you fa- mean
2: the doritos combos
0: uh, we don't let's not let's <laughs> hold on to the Doritos for a moment. Know when, you're not sponsored by Doritos, but ho, I will love whenever we can get offline tournaments. If we if, if Bath Raider Grid can get sponsored by Doritos, I will be laughing my ass off the entire way home. Um, so in the new, latest patch, the Megazord mechanic system has changed where. Like I saw it a little bit as an X factor in the beginning where it's like, okay, yeah, you lose a character, now you can use it, but it's it's not as long as like if you only have one character left. Or you can think of it as like that drag like that burst limit kind of thing in Dragon Ball Fighters, where once again you lose a character like you lose a character or you only have like one character left, you can kind of use you can use it to get some good damage, as well as like incorporate some combos into it. And so now From what I understand of it, and people correct me if I'm wrong on this one. If if let's say like if I'm playing against Glitchy, and Glitchy is beating the crap out of me, I can actually get more meter, like more of that Megazord meter now, versus what Glitchy
3: can get from. Like I don't know if Glitchy can get anything from it now. Uh, No, you get no meter from hitting the opponent. It all comes from taking damage. Oh. Okay so, so so basically as you take damage you build up the megazord meter and then realistically like if stuff pans out you can get a level 2 megazord which is about a little above half the length of the old level 2 megazord but you can do it with three characters if stuff goes properly um And you can Zord multiple times a match now, where before you can only use Zord once, and when you only had two or less characters.
0: Yeah. And if you only had, like, one bar of that Megazord meter, you can use that as a counter now. So, that's, like, a good way to kind of break up somebody's combo if they're wailing on you, or if they kind of whiff something. You can always pull out a counter... So, and I know some of the counters, they cause a ground bounce, while others don't. So, the thing about the Zord counters, it's
5: not a combo breaker. It's uh, more uh, like an alpha counter or a V-reversal. So if someone's pressuring you and you're blocking, uh, you hit forward plus both assists, and it'll send out uh, your Zord to try and break their pressure. But it does leave you vulnerable, so uh, they can bait it by blocking or grabbing you out of it. But and you cannot count uh, combo off of the counter.
0: Okay. As I said, that's interesting That definitely is interesting because once again, if you feel like you're being pressured, you you do have the option to use it, but you do take a big, big risk of being open. And as you said, once again, if they simply block the counter. You're open,
3: and now you—it's going to be a bad time for that per, for that person. And Another thing is the counter can be grabbed as well, um, and it can also be—you uh, can get behind it. Now it's not something that every character will be able to do, but for example, Draken got buffed to where he can now teleport behind you, um, so he can actually read your alpha counter with that, and he'll go behind the attack for a full punish. Uh, so that's also an interesting character-by-character character thing you can test. Okay. Yeah, Go my character
1: again. also have some dirt on Alpha Counter, but I'm going to keep that a little secret because it's my character. <laughs>
6: <laughs> it's cat.
4: We're finding ways to beat Alpha Counter. It It calls out, like, I'm a very aggressive player. My team is very aggressive. Alpha Counter calls out my offense. Alpha Counter forces me to not Run up and be all in and put you in like in inescapable positions. Now I have to be smarter with my offense and now I have to think about things and how I position myself. Uh, because Alpha Counter, when it hits, puts both players full screen from each other, it gets it gives a complete reset. No one's in advantage, nobody's a disadvantage, mm-hmm. and it it gives the defending player another
1: chance, which is nice because it lets you escape a lot of grimy situations if this game is followed.
0: Okay.
4: And it's just another layer to this game that's really fun. I, I enjoy games that have layers and complexity to certain things, because it just, it just adds to how much you think when you play. There's a whole other strategy you have to incorporate now. Actually,
3: yeah. there's one thing I want to add to that. Um, you're actually not neutral after an alpha counter. Um, the player who hits you with an alpha counter has a lot of plus frames. So you kind of have to hold the mix up if you get caught by alpha counter. Someone pointed out to me earlier today that
5: uh, after an alpha counter with Mastodon Sentry, for instance, you're so plus you can just dash up and do an overhead or a low for an easy 50-50. Really? So a bunch of other characters probably have
3: something similar. Yeah, Trey (laughs) could do something similar with, like, Jump S to make you pick a side. Okay. Well that's
1: okay.
6: (laughs) (laughs) So
2: I think I have to take notes right now.
3: (laughs) It definitely is a lot, but that's just kind of everything in this game. It's like you it takes some time to get used to. It can be quite a lot when on the surface you could see this as a very simple game. But this is yeah. Shady K, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 pro player that we're talking about. There's no way he could have made a simple game. Shady K and clockwork. Yeah, and clockwork at the time of its creation. There was no
2: way this was ever going to be a fair or simple game. <laughs> yeah, wow. I remember how it was announced, easy to play, harder to master?
3: Yeah, I could definitely see that with this game. It's... Really it's very reminiscent of the Marvel versus Capcom games. It's just pure chaos incarnate. Yeah. yeah, and once again, like you
0: feel like sometimes when you feel like you mastered a a character, it like it feels so good when you feel like you've officially mastered that character. But then you know a patch can come and change some stuff. So you're like, well, time to relearn. And it's like, is yeah. like you're always a learner when it comes down to it. That's
2: yeah. kind of weird because. I know some people don't want to relearn their character again, but I feel in this game is more like, oh, I have to do it again. Okay, cool, no problem. I even started to enjoy it more. Yeah. I'll tell that to Trini players right now. A lot of them are having (laughs) a real hard
3: time relearning their character. Ah, I'm
2: one of them right now. Yeah, or, or <laughs> Sentry
3: players. I'm relearning Sentry,
5: and it's a... Uh... I'm not having a good time. They're coming <laughs> on <our> Heelys.
0: That, <laughs> that's the thing right there. Like, some characters right now, their house is on fire, and it's like, oh god, what are we doing? Except, you if, except, if, except if
3: you're a Cat Ranger player.
0: Apparently Cat is being totally fine.
3: It's like, it's easy street right now. They nerfed her, and then it turned I out to not that. actually be a big deal.
1: Yeah. Uh, She's so nerfable. So she
3: got a buff
5: because her combos are interesting now. They are? Since <laughs> when? Yeah, They're no. more interesting now. It's not just 5M, 2M, 5M, 2M over and over again.
3: And uh, that, I'm starting a petition to remove
4: cat. cat whoever did that combo is not a real cat player.
3: Just... You mean every cat? You mean you're the only person who didn't do it?
4: They're not real cat players. I don't know what to
6: tell you.
0: <laughs> so, to the people that are watching this, or even if you're listening to this later on, if you decide to play this game, if you love cat, be prepared for people not to like you for a good moment because we don't like cat players to an extent with some of their. That's
2: we don't like cat players, I, I we don't like sentry players. players, we don't like quantum players. He's right. At one point we don't like treaty players. That we, we, will
3: leave, yeah. we will leave you outside on the welcome mat if you decide to pick up Cat <laughs> or Eric. Uh, we're the least welcoming, most toxic fighting game community. Stay away.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Listen, but, you, you know,
4: know, you play Kat Ranger, there's a home for you somewhere.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And all and all In all,
3: personal fun. dumpster.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, once again, this is all for fun. You know, you pick your character that you like and, you know, you have fun with it. Even if you don't want to play competitively with it, you can find your team and you can have fun with them. And let's talk about that new Samurai Megazord, you know, being sponsored by Doritos. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So right off the bat, I'm using Samurai Megazord like it's the main thing I'm running right now. Which I mean, I know a lot of people are, but I plan on continuing to run it because um, I do think it's the most interesting Megazord, especially its L mechanic, uh, where a wheel comes down and it summons uh, kanji on your character, each of which causes a different effect on your um, on your opponent if they get hit by it. So it starts with red, which is a crumple state. And then it goes to, I believe, what's next? Pink, Pink. which causes a wall bounce. And then green causes a stagger. Uh, Blue causes a freeze. And then uh, yellow causes a lightning capture. So it's a really interesting function, both for combos and defensively, because the opponent cannot hit you unless they want to get caught by uh, one of those attacks. Uh, so I think straight off the bat, that's something that caught my eye with the Zord. I was like, "Wow, I really want to solve this in combos <laughs> um, yeah. and see because it is really flashy." Like I've already solved the Draken route, um, and I used it on uh, Fear the other day on his stream to the reaction of "What the fuck was that glitchy?" Um, so <laughs> that that's about where I'm at with Samurai. Uh, the Doritos obviously are a lot of fun. Um, a lot of people are starting to solve it since it seems to be one of the, the better damage tools for the Zord. Uh, and then the H is probably its most powerful like combo attack. As yeah. it functions very similarly to something like a Goldar punch. Um, where like Mega Goldar's punch used to be sort of the big damage combo uh, part of the Zord. That's sort of the function that uh, H serves here. Yeah, the Tempest Sword. Yeah, overall, I think it's a really interesting and fun Megazord. Although, uh, it, overall, the sort of common thought seems to be the Megazord is only okay uh, because Dragonzord and Dinozord both got buffs that made them incredibly strong.
0: Yeah, if I remember correctly, with the um, Dragonzord, didn't he increase the, um, I decrease the um, cooldown for the um, the tail, the
3: drill tail. Uh, and on the and on this the unlockable thing, stomp.
4: Every single attack got faster, more damage, and recovers faster. Like every aspect that could be buffed about all three of those moves got buffed.
0: Yeah. yeah. Dragon,
4: Zord,
5: Dragon Zord, Zord is just so good right now.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I think the I think what I, I don't know, I could be wrong on this. I think the only Zord or Megazord in this case that got nerfed was the Omega Goldar.
3: Uh because no. Um, only his SPD P- SPD sword got uh nerfed as well. The Taser sword does less damage and comes out slower now. Like it has uh, more recovery on that attack. Uh, granted, it didn't get like just like Mega Goldar. Both of the zords were nerfed, but they're both still stronger than people want to make them out to be. Just because they're having to relearn some of their combos, they're both still strong Megazords. Yeah. Most of the people complaining about Mega Goldar are Trini players
4: yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right you have to tell
5: that's not funny <laughs> i'm not <laughs> a trainee player so i don't care look
3: i am <laughs> <laughs> lap is still grieving okay
4: he can still h loop with mega gondar you do 2h beam and then he punches you right okay, back stop. Like, I'm telling them
3: what you, no stop what telling does. them how to do it stop
5: yeah but that doesn't ignore the j- juggle limiter
3: can you DM so me
6: that? No, please. What? It's a 2 <laughs>
0: <laughs> And so, um, anybody else has any other thoughts or, or opinions on the Samurai Megazord? Because once again, I, that's, the, Sam- that's the newest one that we got from this patch.
4: So, I immediately... Like, when I saw three hits on Samurai Zord, my first impression is that it's the best Megazord in the game controversial to what a lot of people are thinking like what she said they think
1: it's mediocre I think it's the best we just got a change where you can have multiple sorts samurai has
4: five seconds worth of untouchableness as a buff to you if you get touched that combo is broken and now the person touching you will more than likely get comboed for it that is so much time for you to do whatever you want on the screen and the opponent has to zone you out. They can't do anything.
6: Mm-hmm. Doing
4: that multiple times in a match where you're constantly playing the 3v3. So instead of letting a character die, you let them heal the, the blue lights, and you try to keep your meter up, and you just kinda keep your Zord up as much as possible. That move is such a big deterrent. Because like Goldar stabs comes down, it's you know, but the stabs you can just jump away from. Uh Drill, only hits on the drill, you can avoid it by dash jumping. Like, there's little tricks to everything. There is no getting around it, the wheel. Like, there, there is nothing you can do when those elements are out. You, you, you have to avoid the other player. And the other player can just go, it's my turn for five seconds, hold this. And you have to block for five seconds. You have to not make a mistake for five seconds. That is so much time in a game where we can do so much crazy shit and we move around the screen and, the you know, the stage itself is small.
1: I just think it's the best sword. I think that mechanic right there is just the greatest thing in this game. Okay. It's too strong.
0: Doshro, what do you think? I think the Samurai
5: Zord has, definitely has a lot of potential. Uh, the wheel has... As both uh, Glitchy and Lap were talking about, the wheel is so dynamic and has a lot of potential to be completely busted for however many Uh, mix-ups. You can get around it a little with push-blocking, but if you can initiate the mix-up through push-block, it can open up to some really big damage. Especially in a meta where it's going to likely shape up where you get a bunch of zords in one game. I But I think the biggest issue right now is we haven't quote-unquote solved the samurai zord. Like, we can get combos with the medium and heavy follow-ups, but the light follow-up is really what I think can make or break the samurai zord. Right now the dino and dragon zord, we both we all know how those work. They're very straightforward and very good, but I think the the wheel is what's really going to uh, define the samurai sword and really just uh, make its identity.
0: Yeah, I like see. I like the thinking on that because once again, when you go on Twitter, and this is just from what I've been seeing, is that okay? We see a lot of a lot of Doritos and everything. It's like okay, that's funny. Got the meme. If somebody makes a shirt of that, go nut. Maybe I might try to do that Still, my idea, people. Um, <laughs> but once again, as everybody's saying, and everybody has come to the agreement on this, is that, that the wheel is that big one, is the one that's going to play out so much. Because once again, as a lot of you have said, five seconds. In a fighting game, five seconds is a lot and it's like you're blocking for five seconds, that could be your make or break. Because one of those, like even just getting hit by one of those elements, like elemental things, which just gives you a different status effect, just getting hit by one of those is just bad enough. But getting hit by all five is just going to be the downfall. And especially when, if you have like a level three meter for your Zord, you get so much more time. And that's the thing, like, It's like now you gotta play a little bit more, in my opinion, you gotta play a little bit more strategically in the game in the sense of, yeah, I can wail on this person, get a touch of death on them, but I just made their Megazord meter go up so much. And if I try it again, potentially I could, if they have Samurai Megazord potentially, or any other Zord, I could be in a big world of trouble and I would definitely say this is definitely a game that's constantly changing. It's constantly developing. And it kind of makes me think of Killer Instinct and it was because I watched some documentary for it. It kind of makes me think of that where it's like it's constantly being developed. It's still changing and the meta is changing alongside with it. And, and once again, the pri- once again the price point is not like Killer Instinct when it was out for free when it first came out. The price point is really good compared to other fighting games. I think with the exception of like Blaze Blue, because I think that's like cross tag battle. I think that's like five bucks on the Switch. I could be totally wrong on that one. But when you think about all the fighting games that are out there right now, especially like the Versus series, we only have like Blaze Blue, um, Dragon Ball Fighters, Battle for the Grid. I'm not even gonna say Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite because that's it has its people, but it's dead on the. Wa- it's been dead on the water for a long time, <laughs> and we rip. can't. Nobody can't deny that that was dead on the water. And I think there's like a couple other games that are versus to an extent. I'm ch- I'm trying to remember which ones, but. Dostro, oh.
2: Are we missing somebody? Uh,
5: the main versus games right now are Cross Tag, Dragon Ball Fighters, and I guess. Battle for the Grid. Okay. Hmm.
2: She, I forgot
5: Skullgirls. Skullgirls? Yeah, I guess. Skullgirls yeah, is was...
3: definitely making a comeback right now, um, mainly since the quarantine meta where everyone's playing online and Skullgirls being one of the rollback games like, is getting quite a lot of attention. Um, so I've, I think you could count that as a versus game since it's had a lot more people playing online recently. Yeah, I can see that, and once again, in a sense, this
0: is our for the versus series. This is our big four when it comes down to it, and once again, I would definitely say I, if I remember correctly, Battle for the Grid does have rollback neck code. If I remember correctly, it does, and yep. and see that's or- the good that's the good thing about it. Like Skullgirls, Battle for the Grid, rollback neck code. And I think rollback netcode is like the best netcode you can have for any fighting game. I mean, it's better than Smash. It's definitely better than Smash netcode. And I've heard <laughs> that Dragon Ball Fighter's netcode is straight up crap if you get really get bad, It doesn't get any
3: worse. Wow, so yucky. It, it does not get worse than Dragon Ball Fighter's netcode.
0: Yeah. So I was like, you can only go up from there.
3: Especially and... during quarantine meta where, you know, we can't go to our offline. You know, locals or majors, everybody's stuck playing online. So you want a game with good netcode that you can actually play. Like instead of going online in Dragon Ball Fighters, playing in twenty frame delay and slow motion. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. Even like
1: two frame delay on Dragon Ball is horrendous, man. It's, it's bad.
0: Well, I haven't played online in Dragon Ball Fighters. Like I bought it, I've only played with some people with, before the quarantine stuff happen and i mean i like it it's not it is not it could be optimized a little bit better on the switch because i noticed there is some slowdown on certain special moves but i mean it is what it is well i'm probably will never go online on that one if i go on there once eh screw it let's see what happens i'm not gonna be happy more more likely but Once again, Battle for the Grid is, once again, it's a very good game to jump into, especially if you're, not even if you're a fan of Power Rangers, if you are interested in versus fighting games, like this is, I feel like this is a good game to start off with because the meta changes constantly. And the characters, like most characters, you can pick up and be like, okay, I think I have a handle on them. Let's see what
2: happens. Also, I have a last question. What advice can you give for the new players who want to play PFG? Uh,
3: I think a big thing is you have to be willing to dedicate yourself to learning. A lot of new players will come in to the server, which is sort of the main resource for the game, and be like, well, I just went online and got hit with, you know, a 60 hit combo that killed me and I couldn't play the game. It's like, yeah, that's going to happen. That's how it's going to be as you learn the game. But you have to be committed to working past that and learning how to deal with that, as well as, you know, labbing out your characters and, you know, learning their combos. You just have to be willing, just just like with any fighting game, you have to be willing to get your ass beat online. And, you know, by players who are clearly better than you to, to see any improvement. And you also have to be willing in to kind of put in that lab time. So if, you, if you'll if you put that in, it that will immediately show sort of your improvement. And you'll realize that the game, yes, the game is 100% as bullshit as you think it is. But you'll have just as much fun doing that bullshit. And, you know, you'll actually be able to hold up online after you've sort of gotten through that phase of okay, I got my ass beat, now I have to learn how to do what they just did to me. So it's really just consistency and dedication is all I could really recommend. Okay. Uh, what about you,
0: Lap? What, what uh, advice would you give to new players when it comes down to this game?
1: So, the execution in this game is simple and hard at the same time. But nothing in this game
4: is impossible. Uh, any cool thing that you see in game, whether it be combos, whether it be like establishing a mix up, whether it be like movement, every single thing in this game is definitely possible as long as you put in work and time and
1: focus on small improvements.
4: Don't worry about big improvements because big improvements come as you
1: make all the small changes to yourself. So worry about the small stuff first. Worry about man,
4: I need to make sure that I don't do three 2Ls on a combo, or I don't use two launchers, or I don't use up all my unlimited moves incorrectly, or man, I need to get better at dashing because I'm walking across the screen and the other guy is flying all over the place and I can't catch him. I can't, I'm getting hit by stuff because I can't move properly. So there's a lot of small things in this game that will carry you. You don't you don't need like the craziest stuff in this game to succeed. You just need the minimum, which comes down to how good is your movement
1: and how good at you are using the system mechanics, such as Alpha Counter and Zord, and your EX mode. Okay. Um, Dostra? Uh, advice that I would have for just about any
5: fighting game. Pick the characters you like, whether they look cool, whether they feel good. Uh, and find out any combo that you can do consistently. Those are the first steps for any fighting game. But beyond that, uh, s- something that uh, new players, players that want to improve, should really know is to ask questions. We have the Battle for the Grid unofficial Discord. It's filled with a lot of really smart players, a lot of really friendly people too. And there's online, you'll you'll run into a lot of uh, scrub killer characters or scrub killer teams, like Jen Scotts, Eric Myers, Udana, Mastodon Sentry to a point, just a bunch of characters that can do the same thing over and over again that uh, people who don't know what to do against will just get beat by over and over again. And just being the hardest part against those Uh, types of game plans is knowing what to do so just ask anyone in the discord ask anyone on twitter ask anyone uh wherever you can find them they'll most likely have something to tell you and along with that being able to have the mental fortitude not to get super frustrated and not to tilt out uh, those are probably the biggest things for just about any fighting game Uh, ask questions don't tilt out don't get frustrated it's a game at the end of the day just have fun with it
3: another thing i want to add to what Dostro said towards the beginning um as for his general fighting game advice of picking a character that you like battle for the grid supports that incredibly well every character in this game is good like even daishi who's now considered to be the worst character in the game he still you can make him work. I've gotten my ass beat many a times by Stuco with his Daishi. You can make any character work because everyone is broken. And you can make any order work. You can make any any team you want work in this game, any megazord, anything. You can you can play it if you like it. So that is a big piece of advice is like in this game. You don't even really have to ask, you know, what should I be playing? Play what you like, and it'll work no matter what you pick. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely see that.
0: I was just, cause I was just watching um Bums you know, House of Chaos for his Dragon Ball Fighters tournament yesterday and somebody was like talking smack about like one player that was using like Videl, Janemba, and Android seventeen. And it was like, Oh, like these like this team sucks and everything. And, like, and I agree with every what everybody's saying on this, and that's so true. Pick the people that you like. Like if you like Jason. Go use Jason. Nobody's stopping you. You shouldn't let nobody stop, stop you from using your favorite character. Like, if you feel like, once again, I'll say like this. If you feel like your character isn't viable for you anymore, in my opinion, that's when you should drop them. But if you still love using a character, no matter what, whether they got a nerf, they got buff, or whatever, use them. Have fun. And as Glitchy said, as well as many as, as I think Dostro said as well, be prepared to lose because this is a, it's a game that's constantly developing. If you're new to the game, I'm, like, you're not, I feel like this, nobody's going to be zero from Smash or whatever. I'm picking somebody randomly, or you're not going to be Goichi or Sonic Fox right away. You're going to take some L's first. You're going to get your ass whooped a fair amount of times. And I, I love how one of my friends told me, this when i was playing in tournaments like years ago I was like you're gonna take some losses take the losses and learn from them and that's like the big thing right there you learn from your mistake figure out what can you do better and that's the big like that's like a big thing when you're playing this game whether it's competitively or not just learn what you did wrong and fix it and it's really that nice is- once again that this um I apologize. I may interrupt, but it's nice okay. to have this. I like have in the battle for the grid Discord community, which is very supportive. And if you have a question, somebody somebody there is going to answer it for you. And they'll link something to you, whether it's a tutorial how to use a character, or maybe this mix up will work for you, or stuff like that.
2: They won't. Uh, they won't as they won't answer you with the classic get good.
3: that is that is true i haven't seen nobody say get good right away uh i mean you'll occasionally get a like really all you can do against it is learn and like because sometimes it's just you know you kind of just have to get good and block something or you know get good and not get hit like it it sounds bad but sometimes that's all you can do but on the on the side of you're saying um learning from your mistakes recording your gameplay in any fighting game and watching it back can help a lot. It's especially helpful in this game because this game is a visual nightmare. When you are playing, it can get to the point where you have no idea what's happening because so much shit gets on screen with active like assist mix-ups and such. So it, it can definitely help, especially in this game, to record your own gameplay. We don't have replay features yet, but it's especially uh, good for this Um and as for the Discord, everyone there is super helpful. Um, all three of us, uh, me, Lap, and Dostro, are pretty active in the Discord answering questions for whatever characters or general gameplay mechanics we can. So, And there's plenty of other people who can answer just about any question you have. If not, they'll lab it and get back to you within half an hour.
2: Yeah, you only have to check the Eric's channel to see what's going on oh boy Uh, let's not
3: maybe stay out of the air if you want to learn that character go to advice (laughs) go to any other channel you don't want to know what goes on in there (laughs) i've never been in that channel is it actually that bad uh shout out to uh my real monkey hours people that's all i'm gonna say that's all that's all i can say yeah
0: If it, if it's really that bad, let's probably keep that for after the yeah, podcast. The, after we, the podcast
3: is over, we stop hitting record. Yeah, let us keep let's keep <laughs> the, the Eric channel on the down low. <laughs> go to advice actually, for Eric.
0: Yeah. And if you accident, if you accidentally hit the Eric channel, just go straight to the pinned comments. Yeah. And ch- Click the videos. Well, for- uh,
3: if you go to the pins, you're going to want to scroll down a <laughs> little bit. Uh, <laughs>
0: okay, never disregard what I said entirely with that yeah, one. So go straight uh, to advice. <laughs> but, we'll but watch every youtube other, video.
3: Every other character channel is really helpful. Even the Eric channel. Like there's a lot of memeing that goes on in that channel, especially recently. But anyone will answer your questions. There's a lot of like, a lot of players go to the Eric channel wanting to learn his loops because there is a lot of strange delays in it. Anyone will help you with that. Um akara Getsune. he's a friend of mine. He's a really good quantum player and he's he's always in there answering advice uh same thing with like any character channel there's a select few people for each character who are always there to help and there's starting to be more and more resources for the game like some big ones i wanna shout out are like Star's combo videos starh fifty five his combo yeah. videos are great for learning um like characters b and b's uh, Dostro has a great plinking tutorial. Um, SDK has uh, uh, he has a whole video on movement in the game. Um, Tomo has done a video on the combo properties for the game and how the general combo system works. Uh, Doster also has a guide for dogs specifically a doc primer and today technically Footsies wrote one for Zed so I think we'll start to see more of those for characters show up as we've had a lot of people ask, you know, does this character have a primer? So there's a lot of good resources but the biggest one is just to be in the Discord. It It's the most helpful place for the game. Yeah. And once again, that's really awesome because now with
0: quarantine, Discord might be the best place to go for some advice when it comes down to this game since most places are not having like conventions, no tournaments or stuff like that. Even like where I'm at, we're to, technically speaking, no large events until February. So the convention I wanted to go to, yeah, that's been canceled. So. Yeah, we're Am definitely I- in
3: quarantine meta till 2021. They like with how stuff reopened, we won't be seeing locals for quite a while, and especially majors. I don't expect we see our next major until mid 2021 at the earliest. Yeah, and I agree with that. And even with that, I
0: think they're probably not going to let people in. Like, just um, they're probably going to have the players there, but probably no um like if it was like an Evo like the new and improved Evo cuz we're not going to talk about that situation that was like 2 weeks ago and everything's it been was, uh, a really big mess yeah if you want to find out about that there's a bunch of youtube videos on it look it up for yourself
3: but yeah, i think as a whole we'll start seeing events more regulated you know making sure people are carrying out proper hygiene you know possibly limiting the amount of people cuz even when stuff comes back everyone will be paranoid stuff will be run completely differently which will impact the fighting game community probably more than any other sort of event like sports as well will face yeah. it a lot but like fighting games and esports as a whole will take quite a hit from this just like regular sports are and so we won't see our our major tournaments run the same anymore exactly and
0: luckily, if I remember, if I if I'm, I could be wrong on this too, that Battle for the Grid Discord, that's the official
3: one, correct? It is. Well, it's not, you know, we don't have the check mark next to our name, but we do have devs from Inway in that server, um, which, you know, every time Shady makes a change to the game, he's like, hey, guys, look at what I just did. And so we, we usually have ideas of the next patch before the patch even gets announced. Yeah. Because, you know... We have him in there, you know. He he looks in the glitches channel to see what needs to be fixed. He sees like problems with the game, he listens to player feedback. He yeah, he's a really great guy and a wonderful combat dev, especially for the fact that he's doing the whole thing by himself, at least the combat balancing part. And inway as a whole is only about 30 people, and they <laughs> do legacy wars and battle for the grid. So shout out to those guys. Exactly. And once again it's a special thanks to them with
0: that we have this game and with the constant patches updates and everything so you know to everybody at nway Shady k thank you very much for you know providing us with a game that we all love and that we can play especially during this quarantine um and once again, maybe in that discord in the future once I think it might be good to just, like just plan out like for like like an official like set of rule like procedures and stuff for post-quarantine, like what do we want our players to do during this, like whether wear a mask or keep distance or have XYZ, that kind of stuff. But I know that's also on the actual venues um, rules too, but I think if, you know, if the community, if the Battle for the Grid community has, like, has their thing, and it's like, now we can kind of come to the negotiating table on different stuff. But that's just my opinion on it. And that's maybe my teacher brain kind of kicking in right
3: there. I definitely think a bigger conversation needs to come once we do have some of these COVID restrictions lifted as we start to flatten the curve, which won't be for a while. But the, the fighting game community as a whole needs to come together and have a conversation of what's acceptable and what's not for our events. Yeah. Um, so, we are officially at the hour
0: 30, 30-ish mark, and this is where we kind of end it off, or if you have any thoughts, or, like, any any last thoughts on RJ? Uh
3: Shady K, he designed him to be fun. Okay.
0: Thank you so much, Shady. This character is...
5: He's everything. Thank you.
1: I asked for a buff dog, but I
5: didn't mean, like, this...
0: <laughs> uh, you got a buff dog, all right. Now you got a wolf. You're gonna like this dog. I mean, no, I did. do,
5: but give my, give the homie Anubis Kruger some love.
3: Goddamn. No, no buff dog. Give Draken a gun. 2020. Oh Starting the God. petition goes up tomorrow. Give Draken oh a gun. God.
6: 2020. Nerf
3: sentry. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Come again. Kick him while he's down. More salt
4: in- and. <laughs> Nerf him before the century players find out how to make him good again. You see, I like that.
3: I, I like it's that thought. Broke his knees, now let's break everything else. <laughs> Goddamn. And, <laughs> once,
0: and once again, this game is not that expensive. $20, dollars like-
3: nineteen ninety nine goes on sale all the time. DLC are only $15 for a season pass. Buy the game. Buy the DLC. Buy everything. Support uh, The community support Enway.
0: Yeah, you, yes. you
3: guys said it perfectly. You
0: you said it perfectly from what I was gonna say. We have crossplay. Buy the game; it's cheap, fifteen bucks. I know what. Whenever you can buy it, buy it. And again, season passes—you get like three characters. It's beautiful marvelous buy it
3: on any system because you can play with everyone we got xbox we got ps4 we got pc we got the windows store so you can get it on windows store and steam we have stadia and nintendo switch all of which can play together yes and from what they said they are the first they are the first
0: game to have crossplay with every system out there so that's beautiful to see. Like we are this community. this game is the first one to have that title. That's beautiful. And even if you have Stadia, and by which I think Stadia is for free right now, if you really want to get it, buy the game.
3: No excuse. Less than a AAA game. Exactly. Like it's come
0: a long way. It really has. And we love to see what um, improvements can be made and what patches can be done, whether it's for buffs, nerfs, megazores, characters. We just love to see what happens with this game because it's more phenomenal. I know I just said that pun. Y'all can kill me later for it. (laughs) So where can we find you, Glitchy?
3: Uh, twitch.tv slash glitchycobra or, uh, twitter.com slash glitchycobra would be, uh, just about the only places. I don't compete much in tournaments, but I am active on both Twitter and trying to be more active on Twitch. Uh, so yeah, that's about the only place. I'm also incredibly active in the Discord. Okay. Dostro, where can we find you? Uh, I'm
5: on Twitter at youngdostro, Y-U-N-G underscore Dostro. Um, I'm pretty active on the Discord, especially in the dog channel, and uh, I do commentary pretty regularly for uh, the Central Illinois fighting game community, as well as BDE Gaming, and sometimes for the Low Kick Boys and Assorted Tournaments here and there, whoever asks.
1: You can find me on Twitter if you want me, but, uh, that's about it, yeah. Lap? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter. You there? Lap right? underscore pillow.
4: Yeah. <laughs> you guys... Hello?
0: Yeah, yeah, repeat it, repeat it again.
4: Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at lap underscore pillow. Uh, you guys are ever in the uh, Discord? I am on there all hours of the day, literally.
0: Well, please I'm make sure you get sleep, sleep too. That's important.
4: Yes, of course. <laughs> but I'm always in the Discord. I'm lurking through every channel. I'm looking for anyone who's asking questions and things that I can help and answer with. I awesome. try my best to be really helpful with this game for, for all players.
0: Alrighty. Crownless, where can they find you?
2: Well, they can find me on Twitter as CrownlessKingleP or Twitch, like the No More Hero. You know, yeah. like the game. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you guys can find me Proto Sonic on Twitter at Proto underscore Sonic 720 because apparently Proto underscore Sonic was gone. So I got to add 720 to it and you can find me on Twitch at push.tv slash Proto underscore Sonic. This has been a really nice episode that we just talked about Power Rangers because clearly we're the other Toku podcast talk about stuff Apparently, uh, as I said in the first episode, we talk about stuff outside of Power Just G- Comrider, but guess what? We came back to it. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully next week, and I don't want to say this, and Crownless, you know this is going to happen. Hopefully, next week, we will talk about Ultraman Z, episode two. <laughs> but knowing yeah, right this. We're episode five, I think. If we're on episode five with the on the YouTube channel. But knowing this, something's going to happen. Some wacky, zany stuff is going to happen. And we will not talk about it until the following week. So that's going to be interesting. And if this keeps happening, we're going to just be like, bonus episode. All the Ultraman episodes summarized in five sentences or less. <laughs> um, so I am going to wish everybody, you know, a good Good night, and a good morning or good afternoon, whenever you are listening to this, and continue supporting the podcast just by following it. Whether you're watching it live on Twitch, or if you're on your Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, whatever you're on, thank you for watch for listening to the podcast, whatever you're doing. And ride on, my friends, ride on. And just as one final reminder, please be safe out there. Wear a mask. Wash your hands for more than 20 seconds. Have hand sanitizer with you.
1: And when it, if it, it's summertime, people, stay hydrated. That's very important. Have a good night, everybody.